and we had not one, but two intermissions oh where I could, could enter the bladder, Boo that man, empty the bladder, Ooh. whatever. So we had I had two intermissions. Three and a half hours turned into a, a, a smooth four. Be be like Phil. Phil wore a diaper. He was fine. No, no, I didn't wear a diaper. <laughs> it's okay. long, but it didn't feel long. Like I, I think That's what she said. You can't compl- well. <laughs> <laughs> Three men who also happen to be best friends, as well as a bunch of complete movie nerds, are on a mission to save the world. With a podcast that really, honestly, doesn't help with or solve any of the world's problems whatsoever. Sorry. Please grab your bowl of popcorn and your sugar-free beverage. Get to your seats. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Screens and Sizes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to All Screens and Sizes. I think I can speak for the boys in saying we are absolutely ecstatic, even elated, to have you all here with us today. We have an extra special podcast in store that will not only kick us into 2024, but will put a culminating stamp on on the great movie year that was 2023. Now, surely my two brothers and those of you tuning in can feel the extra buzz in the air today. Award season is upon us for movies all around the world. The Academy Award nominations have just been announced, but I can openly, honestly, and completely objectively declare that no award, no honor, or no accolade can be held in higher regard for a film than landing a spot on one of our top 10 movies of the year lists. Amen. And that is what we here at All Screens and Sizes are cooking up today. Now, this is something that we as the three best friends that anyone (laughs) could have, have been revealing to each other year after year and are excited to bring the second installment of our top 10 movies of the year to our podcast. But enough about my enthusiasm. Let's check in with the boys. Phil, Jordy, I know you're just as eager as I am. How are we feeling? And how did you guys feel about 2023 on the whole uh, as a year for movies? Well, boys, I'm already done with 2023. And the pot hasn't even begun yet. And I'll tell you why. Because tonight, I get to see Dune 2. So I'm super (laughs) geek. So I hate to, I don't even want to poop on the podcast, but I'm done with 2023. Dune 2 tonight. I got a special like showing a week in advance. Uh, so yeah, we will give some love to these movies today, but I'm so ready for Dune 2. Got the special access, right, Phil? Special Early access. access. Speaking of uh, special showings, special, what did you say, Nick? The word you just used? Special access? No, what did you say? Access, yeah. Yeah, speaking of special access and special showings, you got your popcorn bucket ready, Phil, or what? Ooh, that doom bucket. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if we're still in stock. I have a fear that even though I got special access, that a lot of people showed up early and bought them all in advance. So I was sure you. Had, I'm sure you had the pre-order uh, all ready for you, waiting on your seat with your name on it. I'm trying to fight my urges this season, so we'll see. <laughs> special access, all right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, I'm just happy we can finally do this, get together to uh, discuss it. We've been waiting to do this for a while. So, uh, it was uh, looking back on it before I started to make this list, I was like, oh, this shouldn't be that hard to make a top 10. But going through, man, there was a ton of movies that like just like barely didn't make the cut, didn't make the cut. I actually had a harder time putting together a top 10 that I that I was able to in previous years. So I guess that is a good sign. There's a lot of different movies, different types, different genres that I really liked. And I feel pretty good and confident about my top 10. Uh, obviously, our unanimous top 10s are, you know, literally the best, most important thing in movie uh, in the movie world to, to be on. So, uh, and especially mine, because mine is the one that's actually objectively always right. So, uh, very interested to see, uh, what y'all's list looks like and sharing mine as well. So I'm excited. Yeah. I agree with you, Jordy. I think, you know, when I, when I, sometimes when we make these lists, I'm like struggling to like, okay, how am I going to feel 10? Like are there 10 great movies that I saw, but I feel like 2023 was really good. And like, I feel like I kept a lot out that, uh, we're very deserving, so I'm excited to see what you guys have cooked up. But now, but before we dive into our list, it is worth noting and disclaiming that although many people often do mistake Jordy as a superhero, and almost everyone holds Phil in the highest of intellectual regards, we are merely just three boys, just three men who surely did see a lot of movies in 2023, but in no way have we seen every movie released this past year. I know for me currently I'm living in Mykonos and there's no cinema on the island and I wasn't able to see everything that I wanted to, but here we are, boys. The show must go on. Uh, so this is our list of movies that we were fortunate enough to see. And as always, there are no wrong choices here, but if the past is any indication, there will most certainly be some bad choices. <laughs> so without further ado, here are our top 10 movies of 2023. <clears throat> Y'all know what time it is. It's time for one of those top tens on all screens and sizes. Uh, top ten, top ten, top ten on all screens and sizes. Top ten, top ten, top ten on all screens and sizes. Number ten. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back with a big top 10 movies of 2023. And what an honor to start it off, not just with any movie, but, you know, you guys all know that Saw is my favorite horror franchise. Well, maybe more about that later. No, no spoilers. You know what I mean? But this is uh, probably my second favorite horror franchise ever made. They had a new installment this year, 2023, last year, um, that I liked a lot. Um, you know, we've talked about it on the pod and off the pod before. This is a movie series that we desperately want Nick to dive into, uh, especially start with the first one, knowing that it's only Insidious One. Exactly, <sighs> it's only Insidious One. Nick, what are you getting getting so fussed up about? Uh, I'm, just, I'm shaking in my boots already, just thinking about All it. All right, well. Insidious 1 and 2 together, to me, is one of the best one-two punch combos in horror history. Um, that was in Insidious 3. There were other spinoffs in the same Insidious universe. But now we've gotten right back to the, to, to, the, to the real good heart of the Insidious franchise and a direct continuation of Insidious 1 and 2. And on July 5th, Insidious The Red Door came out. Um, even though it's really the 
the fifth movie in that franchise. It's really basically Insidious 3. I loved it. It was scary. It was re- very well made. Some old familiar faces. The cast was back and very worthy of a top 10, number 10 spot in this year's 20, 2023's top 10 movies of the year. Thank you for listening. Wow, Jordy. I mean, sh- I didn't know we were going to start with Blast Me right off the bat, but I guess we'll go with Insidious. Not the blue door. We got the red door. That's good. You you have no right to talk about this movie until you've seen it, and you're just you you're the one that's blasphemous for not even giving it a chance. All right. (laughs) I gotta start with Insidious One. Exactly. Exactly. Did you guys? uh, Well, I know Nick hasn't seen it. Did you see it, Phil? Yeah, I did see it, and I liked it. Thank you. That's all it takes sometimes, you know. You watch it, you watch your movie, Nick, and then, hey, guess what? You like it. How about that? <laughs> the moving. It's a foreign concept. All right, well, my number 10, before we even get started, I will say for 2023, since I completely pooped on it just because of my excitement for Dune 2, I did see about 40 movies in the theaters. Some of those are rewatches because some of these movies at the top deserve two, three, maybe even four viewings, but I did attend the movies a lot. Um, and then number 10 for me that popped on that list out of those 40 viewings. It's a shocker here. I'm pretty sure I'm probably the only one that has this on the list. But they're my one of my first loves in life. And they brought it back without Michael Bay. And I was tremendously enjoying it the entire time. And that is Transformers Rise of the Beast. Oh, we got Beast Wars, okay. baby. So if you grew up watching Transformers and then hopefully the Beast Wars Transformers in the 90s, you definitely will appreciate this. Um, but again, we are going to do spoilers possibly. So if you didn't see it, watch out guys. Cause I'm gonna spoil it right now. The best part <laughs> warning, of the movie warning, warning is not only the movie itself, but the ending, we're going to have universes collide in the future boys as the transformers will team up with team GI Joe. Let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a once a little boy or still are. Who does not want to see that? Like, it's like a dream come true, even if it stinks. Or a little girl. Or, or, or even a little girl. Goes <laughs> in Transformers. Uh, I'm I'm just excited for where it goes from here. So I enjoyed the movie, start to finish, and then uh, uh, adding that that little nugget of what the future holds. Is that is that like the established GI Joe universe already that they're gonna collide with, or are they gonna? I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea. All right, well, we don't need to know. We, we're going to find out. <laughs> and we all know what's next, too, after that, right? There's only one other franchise that's worthy to join oh, that. I think there can be two. Why? Which one? I was well, thinking. Fast and the Furious. Exactly. You got to go. Jurassic World has ran out. Let's go ahead and add dinosaurs as well. Transformers, Jurassic Park. We've had dinosaurs already, right? Yeah, but no, I want not robotic. We want the actual T Rex. We want, you know, Jeff Goldblum to show up and say life. Family and family and coronas. Yeah, like we need those four to mesh together. All right. Well, this is a very, this is, this is a great start. I would say, (laughs) what a start, dude. You guys took it one direction. I'm going to start my list off here at number 10. A little surprise. This is a movie that was released in January of 2023, uh, over over a year ago now. Um, but uh, this is not just any old movie, but a documentary has made my top 10 this year. Uh, this is a movie that I threw on, on on sort of a slow night to kill some time. And 
the only the only thing it ended up killing was my peace of mind because I was on the edge of my damn couch from the shocking opening scene all the way to the end of the movie about two hours later. But coming in at number 10 is The Deepest Breath. This is uh, the film that follows that? the sport of freediving, which I knew nothing about really. Um, it's, it's literally where you just see how far you can dive down in the ocean using one breath. Um, no snorkelers? Uh, no snorkelers, man. Just nothing, just, huh? just diving down. So, But yeah, it follows two divers and uh, their story and with, without spoilers, uh, just shocking twists and turns. It was presented in a way that it kept me on my toes and it was all real life footage too. Um, it was really cool. And I was floored just from start to finish with this one. Absolutely loved it. The deepest breath, number 10. <gasps> so yeah, you're going to hold our breath. See how long we can do. <laughs> <swing> already. <laughs> you, you got about, you got about six more minutes to get down there. Phil. <laughs> yeah. So would you, could you compare this to maybe like a underwater version of free solo kind of yeah it, it gave me a lot of free solo vibes and it was kind of just like that extreme sport aspect of a sport that i didn't really know anything about and just some of these people that are just like maybe have a little bit of a screw loose or just built differently than the rest of us but it was just amazing man. it was pretty incredible in the netherlands it's like a mandatory thing for kids to have their getting their swimming diplomas i guess it has something to do with the netherlands being below sea level I was a decent swimmer as a kid, but one of the final exams was there's like a sheet of plastic, like a, a screen, and like un, you put it underwater with a hole under it. And you got to, <laughs> one of the final things, you got to dive under it, swim through the hole, and go up on the other side. I know it looks like a joke, but dude, I was terrified of that. I could never <laughs> do it. I would freaking. panic. Just hearing you talk about this already like, gives me goosebumps. Oh, man. I was, but, I was on the edge of my seat, man. It's, it's crazy. Just, if you don't if you don't watch anything else in this movie, just watch the opening sequence and you will be hooked. I I swear. Number nine. Number nine. <clears throat> oh, we're off. We're off, guys. We're off with our top ten. So excited. Good to see you guys again, by the way. GI Joe. Right. <laughs> Get excited again. Um, my number nine is a movie that came out September 29th. I went in to see it. I was excited to see it, but it actually surpassed all my expectations. Um, it was one of the visually most impressive uh, movie that I saw. It was one of those experiences that kind of brought me back to watching Dune 1 in theaters where I was sitting in, the, in my seat and just being blown back by some stunning visuals, huge explosions, I also love the story. I love the action. I love the whole concept. You know, we're all talking about AI taking over the world right now. We'll go ahead and buckle in because this is probably the future that's ahead of us. Gareth Edwards gave us the creator with an awesome Ooh. cast led by John David Washington. Um, very pleasant surprise. And I recommend everybody to go see that movie because it is a absolute ball. Great pick, Jordy. That I really enjoyed the creator. And it's and it was it's very rare I feel like to get like a whole new idea a whole new concept a fresh a fresh not a franchise whatever it might be fresh idea and it was really cool I enjoyed that yeah not a lot of people that can really give you scale and whether it's ships explosions like you really feel the weight and the scale of things and not a whole lot of people can deliver that like Gareth Edwards can so um, 
I was genuinely surprised, uh, impressed, and just very, very uh, entertained throughout. Did you see it, Phil? Uh, I did, and I fell asleep. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> how? Yeah, well, it was one of those where I hadn't watched it yet, and I woke up like at 4 a.m. I was like, all right, well, now it's time to watch it. So I'll, I'll say that might be part of it. I was just kind of sleepy watching it, but I just, I don't know. It wasn't. Hey, what did you do? Watch it for you? It just didn't do I'm it. Watch for a movie me. at 4 a.m. and think, oh, I guess I'll watch it. What, what kind of attitude? <laughs> uh, like, uh, you said Gareth Edwards, though. Isn't he's uh, now that we're here, isn't he taking over Jurassic Park? Absolutely. All I right. So, and true, you said yeah. keyword. You said explosions, which all relate to GI Joe, Transformers, and Fast and the Furious. So it's got to happen. <laughs> all right. Moving on. We'll move on. We'll bring on. Michael will... Bay in for the explosions. Too. No, we're, no, no more. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've gone too far. All right. So my number nine. Uh, I won't talk too much about it because we actually did a pod on this one. So if you want our details and our true feelings on this one, whether it's on Jordy or Nick's top 10 as well. But my number nine is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. As uh, as trilogies go, it's hard that trilogies get better. They usually get worse. But I think Guardians, they got better. Uh, Guardians 2 might not be better than the first one, but it's close. But Guardians 3 is the best of the three for me. Uh, the whole story kind of wrapped around Rocket uh, and his story and how he came to be who he is uh, was a, a great story. And I think James Gunn, who is our savior of the DC coming up, uh, is fantastic. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It was amazing. I'm, it's like one of those things, like I'm sad it ended, but I'm glad we got to experience it. Um, so it's obviously my top 10 at number nine. If you haven't seen it, go watch it and then check out our pod where we talk about it. Good pick, Phil. Good pick, Phil. And we know from that pod how how that uh, was important to you and kind of touched you as well. So I I was anticipating yeah. seeing this on your top ten. So good pick. All right, number nine for me. Uh, this is another movie that I had absolutely no expectations for. I was actually on vacation in Denver at the time, and I was having movie night with a group of friends, and it was one of those situations where we were kind of just doom scrolling and trying to find out find a movie and decide on what movie we all wanted to watch. And and finally, my friend Allie just gave in and clicked play on a movie called Blackberry, mm. uh, which comes in here at number nine. This movie is 98% Rotten Tomatoes and uh, follows the rise and fall of the, the Blackberry phone empire, uh, which is a story I didn't know much about. And it was just great. I mean, Glenn Howerton uh, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, typically a comedic actor, uh, but he comes in with a great, dramatic performance here and kind of stole the show and uh it's kind of a cautionary tale that was uh, the, the surprise of the year for me and uh shout out to ali as well if, if you're listening uh for picking a movie that good job ali i might not have seen otherwise so thanks for that number eight number eight for me is a movie and like i don't want to get crap for this guys all right i already can already <laughs> feel it coming well, when you have to, when you when you have to do a disclaimer beforehand, we gotta start yeah, going on already. All the movies on this list are movies that we thoroughly enjoyed. Okay, you got that clear, gentlemen. Yeah, but one is better than eight. So, well, we'll see. There is it, the numbers do uh -oh, matter. Uh -oh, I'm getting There's nervous. a movie that came out on my birthday. Birthday. Um, that I really enjoyed, and it was awesome, and it was visually stunning, and it was cool. 
looking back at it, there might be seven movies that maybe I enjoyed a little more. It doesn't mean it's not like that much <laughs> better or worse. Oh, brother. Is a, mo- a little movie, a little uh, indie film by the name of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Number eight, Phil. Blasphemous. Come on. You're talking about dinosaurs. Jurassic Park dinosaurs fighting Optimus while... Yeah, that'll be number one when it happens. It won't be number eight. All right, we'll see about that. (laughs) This movie, it was was stunning. It was awesome. Obviously, we want that third part to come through. Um, People are saying it like blew the first one out of the water, which obviously was already fantastic. Maybe I had my hopes up too high, thinking somehow it was going to do something that we've truly never, ever seen before and like completely transform after the first one i don't know maybe i I still think i like the first one better even than this one it was a little more grounded a little more focused on miles and i don't know maybe i guys got to give it another another go another shot it was still an awesome time maybe people hyped it up too much for me i don't know what it was but it was still a grand old time with but it made the top 10 it found a place here at number eight it did right where it might be a wrong place but it found a place wait it's the wrong place (laughs) wrong all right so my number eight which is kind of weird because there's a number in this title and i felt like i should have put it in the number that's in the title but i was like whatever i'm a bucket hateful eight no (laughs) oh let's go back and review years and see where we put that one uh so my number eight fantastic some people say it's an underrated franchise jordy i don't think it can be underrated when people talk about it so much um and it is number eight on my list so the same thing you just said it's on the top 10 i guess it was good you know it's not number one but it's number eight and that is jordy's beloved saw x no! oh, number eight going down the list. and yeah. uh, it could be higher the only reason i won't put it higher is because it actually be. makes me pull for the bad guy in this movie which is incredible they make john kramer <laughs> My hero in it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. A- I felt guilty. Oh, That's God. why he's number eight. You're doing all right, man. We got to go check man, you I'm doing great. Well, hey, you know, some man. people are bad and do bad things, but then there are bad people who deserve bad things. So at that point, it's all fair game. So John Kramer's great. It was, an, I mean, there's what, 20 of these films now. So it's kind of hard to do something new. They did something new with this one where you, I'm pulling for the bad guy. So I enjoy it. Uh, I only had to turn away once for one of the little I've, as I've gotten older and become a father. Some of this gory stuff I just can't do anymore. Going soft on this. Yeah, I am going soft. Um, <laughs> but it was only one one thing I had to turn away. But it's more uh, medieval type stuff. It ain't all those new gadgets and stuff that he creates. It's a little more to the roots of Saw, where they just saw stuff. Uh, so number eight, Saw X. I enjoyed it a lot, um, and I know. Jordy should have two, so we'll see where he puts it as well. Well, I should have you guys know I did see Saw X, and I was impressed. I, I thought it was I thought it was good that they they took it to a from a different perspective. Um, they gave our guy Kramer a lot of love, um, but I, I can't I can't I'm not fully, I'm not fully in his corner. I can't I can't get myself there. You know what I mean? This guy is a no no a choir boy himself. You know what I mean? I was cheering him on, baby. <laughs> Number eight. Uh, so number eight. This this actually was the last movie that I saw uh, before before doing this podcast. So maybe there's a little recency bias here, but I think I think the movie will definitely hold up 
because this is the holdovers mm. at number eight, mm. uh, nice. which was was just nominated for for best picture at the Oscars as well as uh, Paul Giamatti and Divine Joy Randolph receiving acting nominations. Man, I just I just love this movie, guys. I mean, you got the the pain in the ass student and the the grumpy old teacher, and you just fall for these characters. It's emotional and it needs to be. It's hilarious in other moments. It's a it's a pretty straightforward story, but it always kind of zigged when I expected it to zag. And uh, I think I'll be re- revisiting this movie. High rewatchability for me. And uh, it also hit kind of close to home for me because it was filmed in New England uh, at many of the prep schools in that area. Uh, and I actually attended a prep school in New Hampshire for a year before going off to college where I met you two yahoos. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this this kind of took me back to that period of my life as well. So that was an added bonus. Uh, another reason why I really enjoyed this movie. Good movie. Number seven. For my number seven... Now I'm looking at this list so far. Just quite a bit of uh, horror shenanigans going on here. Yeah. What are we doing? Horror. It's a horror to put Spider-Man at number eight. Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. That was uh, the scariest yeah. moment of the pod so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is another movie that Nicholas, Nikos Petros Pavlos Polis, you have to go see this movie, dude. Um, sometimes. How do you know I haven't seen it? How do you know? Well, because trust me, I know. <laughs> we're, we're talking horror here. Um, there's sometimes in, as a horror fan, you get a little worried about maybe you know, have we seen it all? Have we done it all? That once every while a movie comes along with an, a, a super fun, exciting, fresh new idea or take, um, similar to how it follows. That came out, I don't know when, maybe 2012, 15, 13, 14. 15, something like that. God, almost 10 years ago. Jeez, movie man. came along, was just such a breath of fresh air, and it, it brought hope back to me that there are still new, fun, exciting stories to tell. And this movie uh, that I'm talking about next, that is number seven on my list, came out on July 27th, did just that. On only a four and a half million dollar budget, it made close to a hundred million dollars. I love those profit margins. Beautiful. Love that for them. <laughs> um, distributed by A24. They're great. You know, they're incredible. Yeah, they're on fire right now, man. It actually became their highest grossing horror film of all time and second highest grossing film overall ever. Sequels currently in development. I'm talking to, I'm talking about, you know, talking to me it's called talk to me okay. <laughs> talking to me out there talking to me this movie there you go phil i know you appreciate this movie Shake oh it's so good again. so yeah. good nick we don't want none of you in there let's keep your hands away from the screen um <laughs> yeah such a fun exciting new take simple great performances great writing anybody that loves to be you know on the edge of their seat intensity bit of horror of course go see this and nick nick especially go see this freaking movie mm, well i might have to see but, it it's, it's on your list jordy well, exactly. what i like about it is you know a typical horror movie you know it's scary stuff or whatever but this movie adds a dynamic with the whole premise of like this hand thing shows you some you know, the dark side of the world also like, also don't yeah don't even say too much about it oh, I, don't. Forgot, I, I forgot to mention 
I didn't know anything going into this. Okay. And people told me, go see this without watching anything or reading. Well, then I won't spoil, but I do like the dynamic of while watching it, would I do this or not? I'll say that. Would I I partake in this or not? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Nick, you would not. So it's okay. (laughs) You won't even partake in watching it. Uh, So my number seven, moving on, number seven. Uh, so this summer I got to start watching movies with my son in the movie theater. So we saw there was a couple good choices this summer to do that. And one of them was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yes. Yes, Phil. Yes. So good. The style. Um, just the idea of the young turtles growing up. Or not growing up yet. They're still young. Figuring things out as they ninja their way through the world of chaos all the voice actors in the movie are incredible i didn't even know ice cube was going to be in it when i heard him talking i was blown away uh you got Giancarlo esposito um another banger of a voice um paul rudd's even in there's so many great people and then even some new people that you don't even know that i think i'm gonna start getting some credit in some upcoming films um but i loved it and i think also the dynamic of watching it with my son lincoln and then we went on a frenzy we bought every ninja turtle figure there was so that added to the experience that's how they um get you. it's number seven it's fun it's fun for everybody no matter what your age is it's turtles coming back to life again without michael bay thank you for people moving on from michael bay and making better films thank you <laughs> that's a great pick phil that that movie was so good like they they killed that they it was awesome you could tell they really got the chance to get in the studio together and like the voice actors whatever and really have this super organic natural flowing so chemistry good. um with a lot of like it really surprised me about that is how current and up-to-date and like i guess hip the humor was too and references were too sometimes it's like just really forced or bad and this was so very well naturally done i guess that's a bit of the yeah they were on they were on top of like the current landscape of like yeah of, uh you know how kids these days are talking and be, acting yeah, and what it's like yeah. Mm-hmm. but a turtle kid <laughs> <laughs> good pick good pick all right boys my oh my we have an absolute doozy here at number seven what an incredible ride this movie was from start to finish i was on the edge of my seat there was like four five or six moments during this movie where i'm watching with my jaw literally on the floor not believing what i'm looking at some of the sexiest action sequences ever put onto the big screen stylistically it's gorgeous it's dramatic big words big words i'm absolutely worn out while i'm watching this movie go from set piece to set piece and i'm thinking to myself how how could they possibly top the next the next the last one and by golly they just they just kept doing it they just kept doing it anyways coming in at number seven is dare i say somehow the best installment in a franchise that already had some absolute bangers this is john wick four And and maybe it's controversial. I don't know, guys. But I think this was the best of all the John Wicks. And, man, Keanu Reeves, just badass yet again. What else can I say? John Wick for number seven. Some good a good dog in that movie, too, huh? Oh, the dog, man. The dog wow. sold me. Well, uh, I should have sold you guys. That's what it should have sold Oh, me. oh, we're not even done with our list. So chill out. <laughs> uh, I will add a nice little note, though. I did get to visit those locations this summer. The Steps. 
Um, mm, the the final awesome. dual spot. It was fun to go see those locations. So um, did you uh, take a little tumble down just to feel what it's like? No, I did not. I did not fall. I did enjoy oh. a nice little meal. There's like a little restaurant there. Um, apparently the people hated it because they like stuff was shut down or whatever. But you know, some people have to make a sacrifice for us to have good cinema. So <laughs> their pain is our fortune. It's, it's iconic location now. I feel like yeah, it is. And then, well, and then it probably about, was before, but you're talking about the dog. I think the bet when I think of that movie, the first thing I think of is the top down camera angle scenes. Oh yeah, so that that right there, that's it. what took it up a notch for me. That that I think that's. Sub- Supplants it as the best in the, like you said, in the franchise. That's so good, man. Number six. My number six is a movie looking at my list that came out the earliest in the year, January 20th. Um, but I guess somewhat in line with my number seven, how I mentioned that it's a very fresh, exciting new take to horror. My number six is a super exciting fresh new take to movies in general um it is a i guess somewhat set in the same universe not necessarily directly connected um but i think this is a movie that is a lot of people are sleeping on but i would advise everybody to go see the entire movie is told from the actual screens of the characters in the movie, whether it's a laptop phone, whatever it may be. And you are watching an insanely intense story unfold in front of you. I'm talking about a movie called Missing, ladies and gentlemen. Nice pick, Jordy. Nice pick. It surprised me because sometimes movies do a little gimmick and choose to go in a creative direction. And at some point, it just gets a little boring or tedious. Every single time, me, and I, I consider myself to be pretty well conversed in the world of technology and phones and the internet and whatever it may be gadgets and every time i came up with an idea oh maybe she should do xyz exactly right as i was thinking it the characters were also thinking of it so it's it's that way uh very very well made and put together because it's not frustrating at any time and you're really trying to figure out this mystery with the characters and from start to finish edge of my seat Super invested and super blown away by how creatively they were able to put it on the screen. Everybody go see Missing ASAP. I should be streaming somewhere. Thank you. Agreed, Jordy. I, and like you said, it was like sometimes you feel like, okay, this is like a cool new gimmick. But it it, it added something to the movie all the way through. It, you never got tired of it. And it was really, it was really think, enjoyable to watch. I think it's on Netflix. That's where I watched it. So yeah, check it out. Okay. I, and again, one of those 4 a.m. movies. And I did not fall asleep during that one. <laughs> All right. This is Phil's right. viewing hour, evidently, for some... I, well, I just wake up and I just, let's get content in. All right, number six. <laughs> this movie, holy moly, I was going through it. This movie this movie came out when I was uh, going through Kidney Stones Part 3. Um, so I was drugged up. But I was like, I'm home. <laughs> I'm going out to the movies, baby. Uh, so I saw this on its first, it was, came out on a Wednesday. Usually things come out on Thursday. This came out on a Wednesday. I went like at 11 a.m. showing. I didn't even have lunch yet. And I went and I saw this movie and I remember seeing it and I was like, you guys have to go watch it. Um, it combines two things that I love, shoes and basketball. So my number six is Ayer. Yeah. Good piece. Yeah. 
<laughs> Hell of a this story. This is the, the story of how Nike Nike gets Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan is really not even a part of the movie. You got Matt Damon, you got Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman. The cast is amazing. They really capture the era, that time. Uh, you know, with this, how they dress, the music, just it's just it's just great. It's a fantastic movie. And again, if you love basketball shoes, like how do you not watch it? Fantastic movie. Airs my number six. Yeah, you you sold. I think you sold sold us on that one too, Phil. To go yeah. see. That oh, one. the monologue yeah. at the end. My gosh, you, you everyone needs to hear that. Like it'll just hype you up to do anything. So. How many how many times you've seen it? Oh, uh, I've, I've seen it probably at least six times. Once in the theater, but every time so it came, it came out like on Amazon or something. So anytime someone came to the house, it was the movie I made people watch when they came to my house. So they left happy. Spread I think the word, huh? Trying to spread the word. <laughs> yeah, I kept showing it. Like I was just so it was just so fun to watch. Like y'all were gonna Man, sit and watch. Good it pick, Phil. Good pick. All right, so going full one eighty from John Wick four at my number seven. Number six. Hit me even harder than a John Wick right hook ever could. It's got to be Paw Patrol. Metaphorically it's speaking. Be Paw Patrol, right? it. <laughs> it's got to be Paw Patrol. Uh, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Stay tuned. Another, <laughs> another movie I fell uh, asleep during. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, but no, no. Sorry. Number six. This is a movie that I, I saw at our, our local mom and pop neighborhood theater in Salt Lake City, Utah this past summer because it wasn't even showing in the major chain cinemas at this time. But I am so, 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 so happy to see it getting the love that it deserves during this award season. It was nominated for two Oscars, including Best Picture, but honestly, should have been nominated for more. But at number six, we have Past Lives. Man, this movie, whoo where do I even start? So emotional. I think I was heard weeping throughout the theater at the time but it, it hits hard it's close to home and it's kind of that what what could have been idea that so many of us can relate to when it comes to like a, a childhood uh relationships or our past our past relationships or just our friends and of, of our past and it's uh, it's incredibly acted it's one of the my favorite movies of the year and there's no not a lot of action it's very slow paced but if you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend Past Lives. Some uh, incredible writing in that movie too. And certain some of the lines, the conversations are just they hit you, they cut you to your core. Yeah. He's cut. <laughs> cut me, <Sorry>. Mick. Oh. <laughs> Number five. All right. I feel like y'all are kind of shitting on me this 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 list. And I don't like it, but I'm here to receive more doo-doo coming my way i don't oh, care i'll God. quietly take it okay if spider-man is that number five as well on your list even though it's on there twice it is still wrong <laughs> i was just saying <laughs> let's put it on there again um my number five is probably the single biggest blockbuster movie probably to come out um this year most anticipated um movie for sure we were people have been talking about it for years or ever since it was announced I really enjoyed the movie. Um, probably looking at my list, why it's at number five instead of higher, despite me loving it, is because even though it's so hard-hitting, intense, beautifully made, I guess it has probably a little bit of a lower rewatchability for me. Nonetheless, deserves all the love and praise 
Um, I'm talking about Oppenheimer, baby. (laughs) What a cast, what writing, what performances, obviously effects. Nolan is at his A game making this movie, telling this story. Um, Not necessarily a feel-good movie per se, baby. That's also why... My it doesn't have a high uh, rewatchability for me, but nonetheless, number five, top five, baby. Great movie, Oppenheimer. Top Oppie. five, top five. All right, well, we're on number five for me, so we're 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 over the halfway point. Now we're in my top five. Man, all these movies have been fun to watch for the most part, but this one, it's not very a fun watch. The weeks after watching it put me like in a little funk because it's just it's just sad that it's a true story. It's sad that. A lot of people aren't hearing about the story until now because of a movie, even though there was a book on it. Um, but obviously, Martin Scorsese can tell a good story. He always gets phenomenal cast, so that always goes along with it. But number five, Killers of the Flower Moon, which is it's it's such a it's such a great story, but not a great story. It's just very well told, but the story itself is just sad. Um, it's sad to know that. Like, a lot of these issues still continue today um, where people don't have a voice to protect themselves. Uh, things are up against them and the bad guys are always winning. Um, but it does give us a little bit of hope that maybe in the end it may take a while, but maybe justice will be served at some point. Um, but Kills of the Flower Moon, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, we got, uh, I'm going Robert De Niro, um, is it Lily Gladstone? Is that her yep, name? Yep, Lily Gladstone. Yep. Support of actress, fantastic man. Everyone's so good in their role. It's just the content. It just, it just sucks. But it's number five on the list. It's a movie I definitely encourage everyone to watch at least once. Like Jordy just said on his film, not a lot of rewatchability. Probably the same for this film. Um, but it's definitely an impactful story that people should watch and learn about. Mm-hmm. So, Killers of the Flower Moon is my number five. Amen. Good pick. Well, Phil, that is a excellent, excellent pick. Uh, because coming in here at number five is Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> that. Back to back. Back to back twinsies. So, uh, yeah, I don't need to get too much into it. Phil uh, discussed a lot of it very eloquently. Thank you very much for that, Phil. But, um, this was probably my probably my most anticipated movie of the year coming into 2023, and it did not disappoint. I mean, that's a compliment in and of itself. Um, this is one of my favorite books I've ever read, and so when I found out it was being turned into a movie, I was I was excited, but I was a little bit cautious. Like, how could they do it? Okay, Martin Scorsese, good start. Leonardo DiCaprio, hello. Robert De Niro, get the legend on board as well. Not bad. But then somehow, newcomer Lily Gladstone, like, she stole the show completely. Like, so everybody, she was sensational. And, you know, I was, I was still extremely cautious to see how they were going to, not cautious, I was curious to see how they were going to, how Scorsese was going to tell the story. And he uses a good chunk of all of our lives, about three and a half hours, to <laughs> tell the story. But, <laughs> but I think he did a tremendous job with it. You know, he told it in a much different way than the, the book did kind of focusing on the love story aspect of, of the story. Um, but it totally worked for me. And um, also, can I just say, like, how have we never been told this story? Like, living and growing up in America, like, this should be a staple of American history. Mm-hmm. But of course, like, we just have swept things under the rug. And uh, it's just truly an unbelievable tale. 
it was told just beautifully by by Martin. And also historic for other reasons too, because when you went to go see it, oh, you, you this is a this oh. is a big deal because it's supposed to be a one sit. Watch this thing I, all the way through. I didn't, but what I did, did you, not happen over there. I did not consume this movie in the way that it was meant to be watched. Tell me, tell me more I about had, that. Tell I had, I had an, oh, I was an open air cinema experience here in Mykonos, and we had not one, but two intermissions oh where I could, could enter the Boo bladder, that man, empty the Ooh. bladder, whatever. So we had, I had two intermissions, three and a half hours turned into a, a, a smooth four. Be be like Phil. Phil wore a diaper. He was fine. No, no, I didn't wear a diaper. <laughs> it's long, but it didn't feel long. Like I, I think she said. you can't complain. Well, <laughs> you didn't complain. I didn't check my phone one time. I was in it the whole time. But I will say, Nick, you're lucky that it's your only theater there. Because if it wasn't, I would have Martin Scorsese find it and shut it down. That they made you can't. You can't do that to the people. This we, we're holding on for dear life. Just for the, just for the summertime showings, please. <laughs> number four. Um, my number four. God, we're flying through this. So it's so much fun to do this with you guys. Um, my number four is already, it's not a first uh, appearance on, uh, on on this installment, so I don't have to spend too much time talking about it. Um, I got to say, through the years, I've gotten more more emotional. You know, sometimes a movie is so sad, it can make me cry. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it, you know? Um, Thank you, Jordy. This is a safe space here with with between me and Phil and all of our listeners as well. Whether it's uh, you know, the Green Mile or oh. Toy Toy Story Three, oh. Ooh. In, in, Inside Out, you know, there's even that Oof. moment. Bing but bong. um, Bing Bong, Art, Bing Bong. Bing bong. <laughs> um, but when there's a movie that can make me tear up out of pure and sheer joy, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, but this movie did just that in the final sequence scene of the movie. G.I. Joe uh, announcement? It's the post credit scene. No, no. It is uh, Guardians, of the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume oh. 3. Uh, the whole dog days are over. I had that song on repeat for months and months after that. Just sitting there smiling, bawling my eyes out. Man, James Gunn, you did it, man. What a trilogy. Yeah. Best trilogy within the MCU, in my opinion. I know we dedicated a pot to it, but what a film. Hey, go check that pot out. Jordy. Dog days are over. And since dog days are over, your number four is over. It's my turn. (laughs) My number four. Moving on from one sad movie to another sad movie. Now, this movie, I was, I it was one of my top hype movies. I remember when I saw the trailer for the first time, I was all in. It's just my style. I grew up playing these old style video games, the bright yellows and reds, the trash talking of the of the early days of this. I guess you'd call a franchise or, or culture even. It's A24's Iron Claw. Oh. God, so good and sad at the same time. Here we go. Just keep saying the sad stuff. It's about the Von Erich family who I knew a lot about, but not like very uh, like all the details, but just about the curse of the Von Erichs. Um, fantastic movie. I loved it. Uh, Zach Efron's been pooped on. He should have gotten um some uh some nominations 
Jeremy Allen White is phenomenal. Jeremy Allen White, oh, what a freaking phenom! He's one of my favorite actors. Unreal. Since Porter, go watch the bear if you're not. Jeremy Allen White's like top actor since Shameless for me. He's, I mean, I just resonate with him and his acting and everything. So he's great. But the movie is fantastic. It's also sad. It's the curse of the Von Erichs name, but the whole movie is a curse. The family's cursed through the name. They're cursed by wanting to please their father. They're cursed by wanting to be a successful family in the business of wrestling. Like the whole family is just cursed on so many levels. And it's a good movie to go watch and not just learn about, but like also the dynamics of your own family and how you, I mean, you can learn from how the mistakes people make and the pressures we put on each other um, and stuff like that. So fantastic movie, A24 on our list again. They're killing it. Um, Iron Claw, highly recommend going to see wrestling. Zach, I mean, I'm not a big Zach Afron fan, but he he killed this role. Casting Fantastic. and performances are unreal. I also got to give a special shout out to Lily James too. She yes. was electric. Um, I know me and Phil briefly discussed this. There, there, the reason why it's not on my top ten is because of a creative decision was made, and I can kind of understand it, but I cannot live with it. They decided to cut an actual individual, another yeah. brother in the family, out of this movie entirely. And you said it was a sad movie. And this real life story is absolutely beyond sad and horrific. Tragic. Tragic. But, you know, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not going to take away any of the limelight of the movie. It's a fantastic movie. Go see it. But for me, it was, I couldn't justify leaving us an individual out of this, another sibling of the Von Eric family who also tragically passed away. And, for for them to not keep them in there just because of it, the story being too tragic to tell and not being able to work as a movie from A to Z, uh, I couldn't forgive him for that one. But nonetheless, gosh, what a movie! And I don't know, man. I'm straight, but having seen these freaking physiques on screen, man, golly, <laughs> this is insane! Like a bunch of superheroes, Ooh, a bunch oiled of oiled up men, but Jordy got him going, oh, man. <laughs> Tight undies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually Quite haven't tight. had a chance to, to see that movie yet, but it's definitely it's high on my list. I really want to see I'm excited about it, but I haven't got a chance to get to it yet. So maybe it'll be an honorable mention for me at some point. All right. Number four, man. What what can be said about my number four that that hasn't already you know been said from the masses but number four is is christopher nolan's oppenheimer my my favorite director of all time is magnum opus here just a complete cinematic epic and masterpiece Uh, killian murphy knocked it out of the park and it was so so good to see robert downey jr you know showing his abilities outside of the suit which we haven't seen for a while and uh, technically, just just a flawless piece of cinema using no CGI, all practical effects, and all that. Um, it's it's pretty astonishing in, in 2023. And uh, you know, I saw it on IMAX, biggest screen possible, as a as it was meant to be seen. And and just it's an incredibly important story as well in, in our world's history. And we could probably sit around and discuss and deliberate for another another three hours if we wanted to. But amazing film number four, Oppy. Number three. three. Nick, you indulged us and shared with us a beautiful documentary in your top 10. I am introducing a documentary in my top three this year. 
What a wonderfully made, wonderfully told story, tragic story nonetheless, of one of Hollywood's brightest stars and the life that he has had and is still having. Um, absolutely blew me away, and everybody should watch this. Um, I'm talking about my number three, still a Michael J. Ooh. Fox movie. Great pick, Jody. Great pick. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's inspiring the way he is uh, coping with his Parkinson's, the way he's, he's still trying to keep a positive outlook and, and, and smile through life, even though all the horrors that come with that disease and how hard he has to fight and work to even be somewhat remotely um, able to do his, do his daily daily stuff, his daily life. What an incredible, inspiring individual and absolutely absolute star. Um, definitely, I think it's Apple Plus, so everyone should hopefully find a way to watch it because it's worth your time uh, to listen to this beautiful, inspiring uh, man and story. Michael J. Fox movie, still check it out. An Great. absolutely criminal it has was not nominated. Insane. Yeah, they yeah. criminal. I, just from a pure like movie making um outlook alone, the way they incorporated his famous movie scenes right into the storytelling, it was it's absolutely beautifully made. And um, seamlessly into into the into yes. his story and what they were trying to portray. It all worked beautifully. Yes. This this was a movie that I had right. It was in my top ten. It was right on the cusp, and I I decided to push it out. But man, that's it. Still was really really powerful. It'd be in my top ten maybe, but I for some reason I just keep Docs out unless it's like the Blair Witch. It's probably the only Doc. That is. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on to my number three now. Okay, so this is tough for me, fellas. So my top three was the hardest of rankings. Like I could like they're all one A one B one C. I saw this movie three times, so I was like, you know what, let's just put it number three. But technically, it could be number one. It's better than where Jordy put it. Wow. Number three. Wow. The first ever movie theater experience with Lincoln. So mm. it's be treasured it's in our family biased. forever. Uh, no bias. <laughs> no bias. I saw it three times. He saw it twice with me in theaters, and we watched it tons at home. I don't, I'm going to take up an hour talking about this movie because we have a <laughs> podcast on it. Number three is Across the Spider-Verse. If you think this is worse or less than the first one, you are out of your mind. It only just builds on the first one. The introduction with Spider-Gwen alone, I don't think it got nominated for best score or whatever, but the music in this thing is amazing. Spider-Gwen kills it at the start. We get this little paper mache vulture. Like, are you – that alone, but it's just it's just beyond. <laughs> beyond. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk. And then you get you finally get Miles into the story who it's really about. Miles, the end. It is the modern day Empire Strikes Back. This movie wow. is Wow. Yeah, wow. Is, We're going is, there. This is yes. This is what this movie ends. Just fantastic. It's stunning. It's got you got a million Spider-Man? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's all the Spider-Man in one movie. If that doesn't do nothing for you, then I don't know what does. Who doesn't want more Spider-Man? It's fantastic. It's oh my gosh. You have to see it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Watch it. Rewatch it. Watch it again because it's fantastic. And again, I think it's criminal. I'll put it at number three. Maybe cross the Spider-Verse. You know what? I'll watch it again. I'll give it another Watch it again. Maybe, maybe, your rankings. 
Maybe it was just like taking my birthday limelight and I got salty. And maybe that's why I, didn't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> if you're saying it's like the, 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 the current era's Empire yes, Strikes Back. it is. Well, you know, I'll give it another gander and get back to you. All right. How about that? It's so good. Well, to hop on board here, Phil, we've done it again. Because oh, here at oh, yeah. is Spider-Man yes. across the Spider-Verse. Phil, we are we are in tune this year, baby. We are Let's go. We're on the same wavelength. But God, I mean, like like you said, Phil and, and Jordy as well, you like the original like the animation is kind of the main draw here and and god just it did not disappoint like somehow they outdid the original in terms of just the sheer animation which i don't even know what else to say about it other than just wow like even I'm from getting chills right now with you talking yeah, about like it. like even from the opening credits like you were talking about like, it's just mind-blowing like i don't i've truly never seen animation like this in, at any point which is crazy to say in 2023 um but even beyond the animation like they just continue to hit all the right notes in regards to like their relationships. We've got parent to child relationships. We've got child to parent, teenage romance, friends, guardians. Like they just absolutely nailed all of these. And that's what takes it for me from being like a good movie to a great movie. And like the, the heart and the character development carry the film even further than the animation does. And I, I just care deeply about these characters like Miles and Gwen. Like I just love them so much. and. Like we we've had so many multiverses in movies lately, um, but I feel like this movie uses the story of the multiverse kind of to service its characters rather than the other way around. Um, and I'm kind of finding that that's the way I prefer my multiverses to be. Uh, the The only knock I have on this movie is that it's clearly like the second installment in a trilogy, and so we don't get the full story here in this movie. Um, but I was, I mean, I'm just, I was absolutely shocked by the cliffhanging ending. Like, I think I let out like an audible gasp when I realized what was going on. Kind of Empire Strikes strike Back-esque. Yeah, though, yeah. And like, I, I just, I did not see it coming. It's and I was very around. frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> Jordy had to revisit. <laughs> but, but like, I was, I was, fr I was, the ending was very frustrating for me. But also, I think the fact that I was so frustrated by it just kind of, shows me and tells me like how invested i was in that moment and in that film and it was just god so good it's so good and we and we both failed to mention one other thing i don't know about you nick or you jordy but rio morales had me drooling in this thing. <laughs> new, new animated crush baby let's go oh my bro. Gosh. Hey, i remember Bobby. i was i was i was texting you during the movie i think that yeah, was my, my first call was like yeah <laughs> she went up a notch from the first one she she went a whole new level number two guys you you two just gave back-to-back -back beautiful presentations poured your hearts out i could really copy and paste everything y'all said for me for this number two on my list baby Ooh. oh my gosh i'm nervous <laughs> i'm nervous <laughs> i think i'm sweating over look i'm sweating i'm sweating <laughs> um you know nick you're talking about how you love all these characters you know um there's one movie or franchise universe where I love all these freaking characters, baby. 
it is a franchise that is so near and dear to my heart that finally returned on September 29th of 2023. I love how he has the dates. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't forget. I don't All forget. of them. I know. That's great. Um, I went into this movie. I'm not even going to lie, even though this is probably one of my favorite franchises of all time, I was skeptical. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go watch it. I'm going to find something to enjoy out anyway. Um, we've had, um, I guess, nine, eight or nine real movies telling a cohesive, beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Then we went off to do some weird knockoff spinoffs called Fast? Jigsaw. Fast X? Jig- Is it- uh, wait. Oh. Oh, uh, absolutely. How about Sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it, Jordan. Yeah. We had we had a, a some dude. Chris Rock made uh whatever spiral. spiral. We had Jigsaw that was kind of whatever it is what it is, but we were back to the bread and butter. We came back with Saw X, and Jeez. and you were guys, pulling for John Kramer like me. Well, it's all I've been pulling for him since. We need to have a therapy session around here. <laughs> Intervention here. Um, this movie is, it was so good. It was, and the, the thing that surprised me the most is that they were able to give a fresh new take to this, let's just say this, this milk franchise that was milked to death. You're like, at some point you can't come up with anything new, but they did. And God, was it good. And, you know, I'm a I'm a positive guy, and a guy can dream, all right. And there was one thing that I couldn't dream in my deepest, deepest dreams. And I watched this movie, and I could tell it was not going to happen. You know, the greatest single most badass movie character in movie history, Detective Mark Hoffman. If he was making an appearance, I don't even care if the movie was shit. I would have loved it. Okay. Well, this story obviously didn't really include him that much. So the credits start rolling. I was sitting there, you know, what a great time. Saw was back. Gave me that old nostalgic feeling. But then the post credit scene. Grab his mic. Mark (laughs) Hoffman on there. And I screamed. There he was setting up even more sequels with Detective Hoffman. The badass mofo himself. I am all in. And Saw 10, Saw X is my number two. Wow. Yes, number two. Sir. Number two. I, think, that's, I that's put Rio Morales above him, but okay. <laughs> he likes, he likes, uh, he was, he was more turned on when he saw <laughs> Detective Hoffman sitting there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, my number two has already been twice said by you guys on the list. One apiece, two times, there you go. Uh, so I won't say too much other than my my little thoughts on it, but number two for me should have been 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's another story. <laughs> uh, but number two, the greatest director of our time right now, Christopher Nolan. I've never wanted to like just stare at particles so much after watching this movie, like just particles, just fantastic. And then the score... Uh, I really want like to watch this movie with uh, the symphony that like, you know if y'all have seen those they like, travel around mm-hmm. you can watch the it orchestra. with the yeah the orchestra and all that. man that's just fantastic uh, but again like other movies we talked about not a high rewatchability I've only watched it once but it is an epic movie so it's it's that's why it's number two on my list but it's just it just reminds us that we're all at the mercy of of a man with a button or whatever it may be a man with power or a man with a slight uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character who 
all the stuff he went after is because of something he thought someone said wasn't even the case. So just a very daunting movie. It's true. It's, it's history. It's not like it's fake. It's real. Um, but just a fantastic storytelling by always by Christopher Nolan. So Oppenheimer number two. Oppie. That's a trifecta for Oppie on our list. Oh yeah. Our only one yeah. that's all three, right? Well, and, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, and Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we forgot okay. about it. It was so long ago when Jody brought it all right, wow, man, my number two. This this movie has been discussed a little bit on, on the podcast and in previous uh, previous installments of the podcast as well, so we don't need to go into too much detail here again. But this is a movie that came out early in the year, and I was I was absolutely sure that this was going to be my favorite movie of the year after I saw it. But after many sleepless nights and coin flipping, we see it land here at number two. I think I've seen this movie like five or six times already. I'm obsessed with this movie. But quite frankly, I did not want to see this movie after after seeing the trailer. And it, it wasn't until Mr. Philip Williams himself gave it a oh. glowing review that I decided to give it a chance. And this movie is air. Wow. Number two. Number two, man. <laughs> Money for nothing in cheeks for free. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But and we had to make Jordy go see this because he did it. not want to see it either. He had his teammate that I claimed it was hype. Was Hold terrible. on for for the listeners. Jordy plays basketball. He has a basketball teammate who said, "Don't go see this movie on basketball. It's overrated." And he believed them, and not us, <laughs> and not his two best friends. I didn't anyway. believe the hype. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So we, but again, like I think we, we all loved it after discussing it here, and you know, in our mm-hmm. our screener to leave it segment of our podcast. But this is a story that I kind of knew. I feel like I knew almost everything about it already, and I thought it was kind of like weird or, or almost wrong for for Damon and Affleck to try to make this movie from from their perspective and perspective of the the Nike executives trying to sign Michael Jordan, but. They just nailed it, man. I mean, Damon, Affleck, Bateman, Viola Davis, Chris Tucker. I mean, they all brought oh, their A game. And incredible dialogue throughout. I was I was inspired. I laughed. We've talked about the soundtrack, the, the amazing 80s soundtrack. It was a complete shocker to me. Air was a complete shocker, but in all the best ways. Loved it. Number two. So before we unveil our favorite movies of the year... Are there any movies that you want to give a little honorable mention love to or movies that you think maybe, uh, you know, could have snuck onto your list, but uh, you didn't get a chance to see them? I'll go first. I'll, John Wick 4 did not make my list, but it's off. it was it was hard not to put it in there, but I didn't. Like we said earlier, it's fantastic. And then uh, just a fun little movie that I enjoyed. I watched it on, I think, Netflix. I didn't see it in the theaters, actually. But uh, Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Fun oh, little that was really good. Out. That was really and, good. Oh, and then, okay, and then people who know me are probably be like, how is this on the list? So like I said, I kind of disclude docs or whatever, but this could easily be number one as well. But I left it off the criteria. Uh, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour releasing really oh, theater. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that could have been number one as well. Although in live is better, but still. Which I get to see her third time. 
I thought there might have been a chance that that was number one. No, so honestly, I, was, no, I, left, I left it off the list. If, if it can't be number one, it can't be on the list. So I just. Um, for me, TNMT didn't barely, just didn't make the list. Um, Boy and the Heron. Oh, so good. Well, I haven't seen that yet. I was fantastic, oh, so fantastic, well made. Uh, could have been in there, but didn't make it. And finally, I just wanted to mention a movie that I think deserves a lot more love. For some reason, I feel like people are kind of crapping on it, and it deserves more. Um, I watched this with my dad. Um, and it was just a very throwback, fun adventure film. And I think Indiana Jones Dial of the Destiny is yeah, a lot man. better than people give it credit for. It was a fun, fun ride. Um, and also some it got of the so absolute... much hate. It got it so did. much hate for, for, I don't understand. Like, okay, maybe it wasn't the best movie ever, but it was a good movie. Like I think they handled it. Well, it really was. Well, it was, I mean, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull, I can really see some of the criticism. It's, it's not fantastic. <laughs> But this movie, it's, very well made, very thought out, and and just a beautiful kind of well farewell, if you will, to the to the character, and some of the absolute best de aging I've ever ever seen, and will probably ever see in some of those flashback scenes. I just wanted to make sure they got some love. Yeah, good call. Yeah, so for me, I mean, you guys have kind of mentioned them, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fell right outside my top ten. Uh, still, as well, Jordy, uh, I I. Iron Claw, I didn't get a chance to see. I've, I've, I feel like I'd really like. Also, Boy and the the Heron, uh, but also for me, Super Mario Bros. was a great time mm. at the movies, and like I felt like that was a, it kind of wasn't as deep, so it probably didn't sneak into my top ten just because it didn't carry as much weight. But I really enjoyed that movie. And then uh, there's one other movie that I think we might be hearing a little bit about. Oh yeah, well I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, we mentioned Oppenheimer to be the, I said to be the biggest whatever blockbuster. Wasn't Super Mario Bros. the most successful movie? I think, so. I think yes. Year. I think yes. Yeah, the biggest movie of the year, basically. And yeah. confession, I did fall asleep during Super Mario, but I was heavily drugged. <laughs> that, yeah, was that was also another, during. You gotta, you now, like, I know. I'm sleeping a lot. What's the word? This, I'm well, no, this one was during Kidney Stone Week, and. I watched it when it came back out wow. at home, and I was like, "Holy cow!" I missed like thirty minutes. Of it. I thought I felt like five <laughs> I missed like thirty minutes of it, and I was like, "Oh, this is way better than I thought it was." Because I liked it leaving, but I wasn't like super high on it. And then when I saw the thirty minutes I missed, I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah. Well, I mean, thirty minutes. You're almost. This was already half yeah. the movie. Damn near. I, was <laughs> yeah. I should not have been driving. Don't tell anyone. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was snoozing in the car, snoozing in the theater. Yeah, we're lucky. We're good. lucky. Phil's with us today. That's good. Godly. Number one. Let's go. We've made it to number one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. And it is time for not just the best movie of 2023, but maybe even one of the best movies I've ever seen, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. It was time for the 625th installment, probably, in the Godzilla movie <laughs> franchise. <laughs> God, they pooped out so many different ones. And there was one thing unanimous, pretty much in all of them across the board, is we don't give a damn about these people. We want to see Gojira stomp some shit. All right? <laughs> But this movie did the impossible. I cared more for every single person in this movie than I did for that big old sexy lizard 
All right. Godzilla <laughs> was a supporting actor, supporting character in his own movie. Um, what they were able to do, the story they were able to tell with the performances, the writing, these people, it's probably one of the most impressive feats in like where it immediately got me invested in caring for these people all the way through. Um, Godzilla, Gojira, uh, minus one, came out on December 1st. And it is, I mean, it wasn't even, I didn't have to think about it at all. This movie was going to be my number one movie after seeing it. I was blown away. The creator actually is very uh, hesitant to share how much money like the, the budget was because it apparently was an insanely low amount. And he said, like, uh, you know, he doesn't want to say because otherwise every studio is going to try to make make him make movies for that amount of money. But for the money they had, they <laughs> absolutely smart. nailed it. I want to go see the black and white re-release. God, it looks gorgeous. Everybody go see this movie because it is an incredible cinematic feat. Gorgia. Wow. Wow. Very well said. Very well said. Well, I'm next. And I don't know about you boys, but been a lot of deja vu with us recently we, we got a lot of things going on and oh oh sorry go ahead i'm sorry it's okay it's okay so so with with that with that little note my number one movie of the year is i don't have the dramatic music godzilla oh, minus one man was this movie fantastic so Everything Jordy says, the the people, it's a great redemption story. It's just fantastic. The the people in it are amazing. Like the acting is great. Like wow. we, I don't know none of these people. Nope. Like I don't don't know any acting history, nothing like that. They are fantastic as the characters. Godzilla again. It is a feat. The the low budget, whatever it is, we don't under ten million, fifteen million, whatever. What he was able to accomplish with this very low budget. Film is fantastic. It's it's immediately one of the top films I've ever seen as well, Jordy. I did. I saw it first, regular release. I did see the black and white release as well. IMAX both times. Oh my gosh, this movie. I wish there was a bucket for this movie, baby, because it was just fantastic. <laughs> Godzilla, my when it comes out, Steelbook, whatever it may be, I'm getting everything. I'm collecting it. I'm just I was in love I mean, with this. This is what also what even though Godzilla, like I said, is I don't even consider her to be the main star of this movie, but it brought Godzilla back to what he's supposed to be. A terrifying no, oh no conscience, just an insane His... freak of nature, killing and destroying everything. No, no <laughs> conscience, no like good guy, bad guy, whatever. No, he's not a hero. It's Godzilla. It's a freaking terrifying ass, ginormous uh, radioactive lizard that you should be terrified of. The the sound effects when he roars, I oh, like, man, I shake yeah. on the inside. Like it gives me anxiety. Like he's really there. Like they did an yeah. incredible job. It's yeah. it, you have to see it. It's, it's if you can't see it in theaters, it's a bummer. Because I yeah. recommend trying to see it in theaters, but you have to see it loud and in charge. Godzilla. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> getting the blood Ooh. flow over Jordy again. Man, it's so Detective, good. Detective Hoffman and Godzilla. Godzilla when that, when that music hits in the movie, you, I wanted to jump and cheer. Like, it was just, that was it. Wow, a, a double, a samesies for number one. Number one. Well, boys, 
Unfortunately, this movie is not shown in any theaters in Greece. I've tried desperately to see Gogeta minus one. I was not able to to make it happen before this recording. I desperately want to see this movie. I hold your guys' opinions in the in the highest regard, so I know how great this movie is going to be. I'm very excited to see it. But maybe luckily for our fans' sake, we have a, a different a different movie here at number one for me. Close off the and show. I have, close off the top ten. I have this to say. Big, big slot. Big slot. It is. It is. But I have, I have to say how shocked I am that I liked my number one movie as much as I did. I, I just couldn't deny how much I love this movie. This is my favorite theater experience of the year. And I feel like the audience had so much energy, which only contributed to my experience with the movie. I don't think I know, Phil. I don't know. I, th- I don't think I know what it is. Do you? I, I think I know. Oh, well, hold on. Let's uh, stay tuned. I felt like I was swept right up in the middle of the global phenomenon that was and is Barbie, baby. <laughs> Woo! Are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> I was... I was so excited for this movie, but honestly, I had no idea what Greta Gerwig had in store for all of us. This movie was fun. It was emotional. It was empowering. It was funny. It was poignant. It was thought-provoking. And it was way more effective than I think it had any right to be. The music was great. I still have the soundtrack heavy in the music rotation. The performances were great. Margot Robbie, the queen herself, Ryan Gosling. They were both, everyone was sensational. And I don't know, it just it just worked for me across all levels. I thought it was absolutely spot on with the things that, that women have to go through and just the way that men and society view women. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak to everything that they're going through here. But... I feel like I have personally seen or witnessed almost every single joke that they made about the things that men do towards women. It was like, it was spot on. And I feel like, you know, so many people were knocking it, just saying like, oh, it's so in your face feminist. And But I think that's, I think that, you know, it being so unabashedly feminist was kind of the point here. And it definitely wasn't subtle. And society almost expects women to be subtle about their stances. And and this movie just kind of said, fuck it. And like, we are here and this is what we deal with. And, you know, we don't have to be subtle about it. And maybe it wasn't as tasteful as it could have been. Uh, but I think it was almost more effective in, in the, the messages that they were trying to portray. At least for me, it was. And so Barbie just hit for me on all levels. It was my favorite movie of 2023. Unbelievable experience, Barbie. Nick just got so deep explaining his, and here we are roaring about a lizard. Gorgina! <laughs> very, very different take here oh, on our number one. This movie had so much pink in it that there was a global pink <laughs> shortage. That's a fun fact. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't like how they did Alan, but that's whatever. Alan was great. I think his name was Alan. I don't even know his name was Alan. <laughs> Michael Sarah's character. Barbie. Oh, he was great. He was amazing. Oh, they did him but they did him dirty in the film. This man was with them, but they kinda did him dirty. 
Well, you know what, Nick? I love you, so I'm not. I'm just gonna shut up, man. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna bash your number one. It's your number one. You were so shocked by and moved by my speech that you had nothing to say. You're speechless. Uh, I wasn't I... moved. I, I was moved back to my seat in defeat. That's what I was. Um, Ooh, Barbie, baby. If, if Rio Morales was a Barbie in it, it'd get much higher. Regardless. I mean, you had Margot Robbie for two and well, two well, hours. That wasn't so bad. Yeah. Phil, just you, just you and me here, Phil. We, we we all know why this movie got number one for Nick. You know who else was in that movie, right? Oh, his girly girl. Hey, listen. <laughs> Listen, yeah, no, we've been listening, that, all right. We that was the no that for me was the only disappointing thing about this movie was how they was the the wig that they put on Miss Dua Lipa. I don't know what they were thinking with that, but Dua, we know you're was. listening, so uh, finally respond to my my, my boy Nick's uh, DMs, please. Yeah, hop in them DMs. <laughs> um, golly, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. We can't end on a sad note. We, we can't, we can't end on. A... I just take it. Godzilla would step on Barbie. We we accept it. We can exist in the same universe, Barbie and Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. All right. What they were. We should start the start the outro. Just, just, um, <laughs> we made it. We made it, guys. Nick, lead us out of here, man. All take right. Us, so by the, by the Barbie hands, your pink little Mercedes or Benz, whatever it is. Take us out of here. Mercedes or Benz, one of the two. Uh, that's all. <laughs> so that's all for our top 10 movies of the year. Thank you guys so much for joining us and please follow at screens and sizes on X and Instagram and let us know what you think. Do you agree with our selections? Why we're feeling Jordy's list so wrong? Let us know. We, we would love wait, to interact with you. Me, wait, wait, me or Phil. You said, wait, Phil's over there real quick. <laughs> let us know. Let us know why you guys thought Phil and Jordy's list were so wrong. Uh, we, we'd love to interact with you guys. Again, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And until next time, any, any parting words, boys? Doing two tonight, baby. Get that bucket. Get the extra extra butter Ooh, in there, too, Phil. For... butter. <laughs> Ooh, Oh my gosh. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh no normally would like to release this right as the new season comes uh new year comes around, but uh took us a little longer, but doesn't mean we didn't enjoy any doing it any less because we love doing this. It was a pleasure to do this again with you guys, one of my favorite uh, annual traditions and uh I love you both uh very much. Feel a little more than Nick at the moment for putting Barbie number 1, but that's okay. Love y'all. Let's not forget where Phil. Let's not forget where Jordy puts. So, uh, how about uh, that? Hey, uh, so uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and uh, see you guys soon. Phil, somehow Phil came out of this unscathed. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I live. I listen through the form, baby. Uh, love you, boys. Right, well, love y'all. That's a wrap. <laughs>